Hey, how you doing? Welcome. Welcome along to the latest episode of the Alias Marketing and Design Podcast. I'm Ian Connery, owner and founder of Alias Marketing and Design. So it is yet again Friday. It's a beautiful bank holiday Friday here at time of recording in Dublin City. Still, we're on a lockdown here in Dublin City. Everybody's still working remotely. And today, yet again, the inspiration for today's episode is all about working remotely. And one important question that we got from an extremely successful businessman over the week. And thanks to him, he's the inspiration for today's episode. So in our last episode, we looked at seven simple free tools for people who aren't really used to working at home, but now find themselves working at home around kids, around other family members who may be making it difficult at home. And obviously we wanted to put together a group of tools that people could use. So the feedback has been absolutely fantastic from many of our um, clients that have listened to the episode. But one of our clients who we've worked with for many, many years and is extremely successful, has many different businesses. We look after a lot of his marketing, a lot of his design and a lot of his print. And after listening to the episode last week, he gave me a call, asked a few questions about some of the tools and said, listen, can you send over some info, help us set them up? He said, absolutely no problem. But before he went, he said, can I ask you one question? And I said, of course, far away. And he said to me, how can intelligent people, when they're working remotely, become so stupid? And I was taken aback and I was just, what? what's this referring to? So he basically explained to me that many members of his team who usually are used to working in his place of business, sending emails, having a face-to-face meetings, and going about their daily tasks inside his business, on the road and in the office, have suddenly taken a, a downward turn with regards to communication and productivity. So he asked me, can you give me some tips on how I can sort this out and put together a bit of information so that I can review it and pass it on to my team and these number of employees specifically. So I said, yeah, listen, we did that. And with that, this was the inspiration for today's episode. Many people are so used to being in the office, sending emails, used to working with the same group of people and now are out of their comfort zone. So today I thought I'd put together a list of the magic seven factors to consider for primarily communicating in remote work situation. And these can obviously be used as well if you're running remote teams. Obviously running remote teams is or can be a lot more complicated, but these seven simple tips 
Take these on board, use them, and they will stand to you and improve your productivity and most importantly, improve the results that you get from your remote teams. So, number one, have a clear plan. Set out the exact tasks required to be completed and the overall deliverable outcome of the project. Give your team a realistic time frame of delivery. Remember, take into account time zone differences and public holidays in other countries if you're dealing with development teams, if you're dealing with support teams in other countries. These differences in time zones and public holidays can add significant time to your projects. So take this into account when you're setting these time frames for your delivery. Also, include a list of don'ts. We use don'ts for our clients and we use don'ts for our teams. Don'ts for our clients basically include what you don't like. So you maximize efficiency, maximize productivity, and you're not spending a load of time working on something that ultimately the client is going to like in the end. Don't likes for your team, stuff that you hate personally, or hate might be a strong word, but basically things that you dislike and you don't want to see delivered in the project. So setting all these don'ts out, in my opinion, is just as important, if not more important, as setting out the do's. Also, use project management tools inside your plan to help organize your project. Use an easy to use project management tool is really, really important as well if you're working with a new team. Don't use a tool that has a huge, steep learning curve for a new team or new team members to uh, get involved with the project. As I mentioned previously in the last episode, Trello is magical for this. We use it all the time in Alias. We use it at home with the wife and kids and we use it for all our teams and I use it as well for outside in other interests I have outside the office and outside business too. So Trello, super, super tool to use to um, organize and manage your teams and manage your projects. Number two, be obvious. This is so, so, so important. You have to be clear with your instructions. Use simple words. We get this all the time from clients. And this was one of the main complaints from our client who inspired this episode was that this guy who was at home was sending communication, using words, referring to items, referring to tasks inside the project that weren't clear. Avoid using, and it's something that all of us Irish people use all the time. We get them in emails from, from clients who we, we don't work with regularly or new clients. Don't use them or it or he or she. Refer to the items described or the tasks in the project clearly. Just because you mentioned it in the last line before doesn't mean people know what it is you're talking about. See what I did there? Remember, also important as well when you're dealing with teams in other countries or you're communicating with members of your team in other countries, that some of the words or the conversational phrases may have different meanings in other countries and cultures. Something us Irish people use all the time. We have some crazy words for some 
crazy and rude things that uh, in other countries um, don't mean the same thing. So set out your communication, particularly in emails, in an easy to read bullet point form. It follows the clear, a clear flow and makes sense. Don't jump all over the place and start to move illogically around. So if we're setting out a task, for instance, designing a website, we'd start at the homepage, we'd move to item number two in a navigation, item number three, and we'd move across like that. Anytime I'm setting out any sort of project plans, start at the start and move down logically. Seems very simple, but you will be absolutely flabbergasted at how many times and how often I see this through email communication from other business owners and from teams that we would deal with. Remember, many people who aren't used to working remotely are used to sending a quick email, getting it out of the inbox, getting it off their desk, over to somebody else in the office, and then we'll follow up or we'll catch them in the workplace and follow up to clarify and communicate what they're actually talking about. This is not possible when you're working remotely. Always be clear, always be simple, and most importantly, always be obvious in all your communications, particularly in email. Use a combination of Trello and Loom to illustrate your point and a mic if possible. This will be highly, highly effective for communicating your point to remote teams or to members of your own team. Number three, be polite, be respectful. This again is so important. Our motto is a five-star, fantastic, friendly service at Alias Marketing and Design. You've got to be polite. You've got to be respectful. Keep your communication as neutral as possible. Avoid any sort of kind of sarcasm or irony. And be careful as well with criticism. Sometimes criticism can become misconstrued in an email. So you've got to be keeping your communication clear. And remember, communicating effectively via email to remote teams is a lot, lot different to face-to-face communication in the workplace. You've no body language, you've no tone of voice. This is all non-existent. Keep your communication neutral. Be polite. Be respectful. Number four, be patient. Factor in time. You've got to be patient, particularly now when people are working remotely due to coronavirus and the coronavirus crisis. You've got to make allowances. You've got to remember people at the moment may have kids swinging out of them, <laughs> running around the place. Everybody at the moment, it's, it's pretty stressful. But you've got to remember and you've got to make allowances for this. Also important to remember, time zones. Time zones are a huge potential for delays in projects. So if you're setting out a project plan, you've got to factor in time zones and you've got to factor in public holidays as well in other countries. These can drastically delay projects and extend the time that you need to allow in your project plan. If you need a quick response as well from somebody in another country, we find it really, really helpful working with support teams or any sort of remote teams. If we need an answer really, really quickly, Stick the prefix urgent or very urgent in the title of the email and generally people will come back to you pretty quickly and get the issue resolved or complete the task that you need sorted. But remember, a word of warning, 
Use this prefix title tool wisely. Remember the boy who cried wolf needlessly marking all of your emails to initiate an urgent response will dilute its future effect. Number five, follow up, check in, monitor progress, make sure people haven't hit any obstacles. Just because people are working remotely doesn't mean they're actually working. Make sure that everybody is still on course to complete the project. Give them a gentle poke. I know I mentioned earlier about being polite, but you still got to get the job done. Number six, reward good work. Whether it's a simple thank you email to follow up with somebody to thank them for their quick response or great work in a project, an overall project, I find this works really, really well. Just to be nice, just to be polite. You know, thank people for their effort. Thank people for their overall good work. And particularly if it's a team in another business who've been contracted in and there's an option to leave them a review, leave them a review. This is going to build and strengthen your relationship when you're working in the future. If it's a support team, for instance, with hosting is a great one and um, where hosting team helps you out, quickly resolves your, your issue. They're working remotely. You're communicating via email. Leave them a review and you'll find that next time you're onto them, it'll come up in your customer history and it will work very, very well. And number seven, probably the most critical. Be careful who you work with. Hire carefully or choose which company you work with or which contractors you hire or which software you use. Because if the team you're communicating with is not reliable, is not efficient or is generally just not very good at their job, none of the previous six tips will apply. And that's a true story. Right, guys, there you go. Thanks very much for listening today to uh, today's episode. Again, very basic tips. You'll be surprised at how many times these are overlooked. Stack them all together. They will definitely help you to become more efficient and more effective in your communication remotely. I've been Ian Connery. This has been the Alias Marketing and Design Podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay at home. Stay safe. We'll talk to you real soon.